0: Welcome back, Millery Condon, 1460 on the AM dial, 106.3 on the FM dial. We take you up until noon in about 20 minutes or thereabouts. We're going to do some NFL draft conversation, our first venture into the NFL draft, first of, I'm assuming, weekly here as we make our way till the end of April. And once we get through April, well, of course, May comes next, and May the 4th is scheduled to be opening day down at the old ballpark, oh. and won't that be a special time uh indeed. Uh Randy Weho from the Iowa Cubs joins us. Randy Trent and Ken. I know you're looking forward to it. As an organization, is everything on pace for May and Triple-A baseball in downtown Des Moines?
2: Yeah, we've we 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 feel pretty good about that date. Uh and and the way things have gone on, it, it was not a big shock to us when Uh, They decided to push April back um, for lots of good reasons, Uh, and, you know, that was probably what we anticipated even more than not, even though we got a schedule that had some April dates on it. You know, just weighing all the factors and trying to read the tea leaves may seem more realistic, um, and... And know that baseball is determined to have minor league baseball this year because major league baseball will not be any good in three years if they miss two full years of development. It is important to get that development time. It is equally important, not more important, to do it safely and correctly. Uh, so, uh, you know, my go to line has been uh, I, I am 100% confident that we are on the right path. I just have no idea if I'm going 15 miles an hour or 50 miles an hour toward my destination.
3: Well, you know, Ken just said it, and I, I got goosebumps. I, I'm it just having baseball back, the importance to, to our city, to our livelihood, our, our normalcy, just everything that goes hand in hand here. Take us through the last year, what it's meant for the Iowa Cubs and what you guys have had to deal with. I know you've tried to do all kinds of different things just to, to keep people employed, keep heads above water, what this year has been like as a whole for the organization.
2: Well, it's certainly not one we ever want to have again. <laughs> right. uh, uh, to to start with, but uh, it's been uniquely challenging, uh, just like it has for everybody else. Um, I, I think what it may be a little bit different for us than others um, is we just we don't have any control over anything, and none of us do to a certain extent. But um, you know, whether it's Major League Baseball. Uh, state government the cdc and all the different entities no matter what i decide somebody else can tell me from if I'm, from if I'm right or wrong yep. um and and so many different questions from so many different partners and and trying to keep sponsors in the loop and season ticket holders in the loop and and um I, you you want to have answers you want to have solutions uh you know people look to you and, and it gets frustrating to say i don't know all the time but Uh, Most of the time, that was the best answer I had to give, and I I tried to be as honest as I could uh, with with everything that was going on. So, um, you know, we're we're fortunate that we've been – keep everybody on staff. So now that as we're getting closer, um, it feels like we know what we're doing uh, again, and and everybody has their role to play. And, um, you know, it gave us some opportunities in the fall to take a, a look at the organization and make some plans for the future. Um, you know, and I think the most complicated part about it was the restructuring of minor league baseball within the major league baseball umbrella yeah. while this was ongoing. Uh, you know, the, so that added a whole wrinkle to it too. So, uh, I, I, I hope we're on the, the back line and, and getting to the clubhouse here pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed, Randy, and obviously fingers crossed that we're going to uh, have a bunch of fans down at Principal Park. Have you been given any indication? I see the Twins are selling their open their uh, first series. Tickets. I believe the Royals did yesterday. Uh, We know that in Chicago there's going to be limited fans to begin at both ballparks, but expansion, fingers crossed, throughout the summer months. Have you been given any indication of percentage-wise how many people uh, of your uh, capacity will be able uh, to witness baseball in person, at least in the beginning?
2: Well, we think we should be no less than probably about 30%, based on the rules that Major League Baseball gave us and the current Six foot distancing uh, rules and and guidelines uh, that are still pretty standard. Uh, You know, that we can come up with a seating chart that uh, meets those criteria and gives us about 3,000 seats out of the 10,000 that we have. Uh, We will offer, while social distancing is in place, just one picnic package per game, and uh, a group that is willing to do that will cap it up to uh, 150, and they'll have the bleacher section and the deck all to themselves. That'll mm-hmm. become a private area for the entire game, where you can distance that amount of people um, and and do that. But that leaves the mezzanine completely out of play for the short term, at least from a group setting. Um, uh, you know, the Budweiser Club, we can do every other table. Uh, you know, and the suites, we can do uh, less tickets. You know, but have each of them open um to limit the number of people on that that level overall but within your suite um you know we we don't have to close any of them because of the walls and we'll have plexiglass on the railings in between so while you're seated there will be a barrier mm-hmm. there between uh separate groups uh, in the way that lays out so um you know that that's kind of our baseline scenario and as vaccinations continue to uh roll out and as players uh, are on that list uh, and as we learn more about what is safe to do and guidelines change, we'll expand from there however possible. Uh, you know, but that's kind of the baseline of where we expect to begin and see how long it takes to be able to grow from there.
3: You know, I saw something at City Field, and I don't have the exact particulars, but basically the Mets allowing people in if they have confirmation that they've been vaccinated. I, that's a professional outfit. A lot more ticket takers, a lot more ushers, that type of thing. Is that something that even could be a realistic scenario for the Iowa Cubs this summer?
2: I don't think so. Um, you know, it, w- the changes that we've made that I think we've talked about a little bit, going to digital tickets.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, when you when you think about that process, if you've bought your ticket online before you get here, how do uh, I don't? There's no clearinghouse database that. <laughs> You know, you're just on the system to say that I'm vaccinated before you buy that ticket. Uh, So I think that would just be logistically impossible for us to then be turning people away who bought tickets who don't have their vaccination or forgot it or all those kinds of things. So, you know, I I think social distancing and mask policies are, are a better way for us to do this as seamlessly as we can.
0: Uh, Randy, uh, minor league baseball is going to incorporate a number of rule changes, seemingly at every level of uh, of minor league baseball. Uh, the one in AAA. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, going from 15 inch squares to 18 inch squares, I guess that's a little safer for the players. It's going to be made up of some different types of material that may hold up better uh, in, in, you know, in a light shower or whatever. Um, is that will that be in place when you guys start in May?
2: Yes, our side of AAA will use the bigger bases for the first half of the season, and then we'll go back to regular bases for the second half of the season and triple a west will use the bigger bases so they'll have some control samples and, and use some scientific sampling methods and and stagger that so they can measure the differences um not only from a safety standpoint and weather um you know but the bigger base allows for more protection for the middle infielder on the double play to be further away from the sliding sliding player you know those three inches what they hope is all those bang bang plays where you're out by the length of your cleat, you're now safe. Um, and a stolen Thanks. base percentage possibility. Uh, your your interest in trying more stolen bases increases, but now you're six inches closer than you were before and how close those plays are very mm-hmm. often uh, to instigate wanting to have more attempts. Uh, those were some of the other explanations beyond some of the safety things that you mentioned as to why they think this is a, a viable piece of, uh, one of the interesting things that came from the call we were on to introduce that was they did a poll of all 30 major league managers to ask them if they knew how big the bases were, and not a single one of them knew. Uh, you know so this was not you know 60 feet, six inches or 90 feet right. or some of the uh, what Theo, who's uh, Theo Epstein is a big part of this process in, in introducing these uh, what he calls the sacred numbers of, of baseball. you know nobody knew how big the bases were to begin with, and from the stands, you probably won't even be able to tell. Uh, but they hope that those things might cause more action, more interest, and in not only taking safety into account, but instigating uh, more activity. From block strikeouts and and home runs,
0: you know I'm, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. That's something that I didn't think of. Uh, you're right; it can be a bang bang play, stolen base, and maybe have more guys going. What the the rule change that I think Trent and I are most excited about, and if it is a Double A, and I don't know if this is going to be just like you mentioned with you know half the season, and then they go back to the old way and they send it to another uh, section of Double A baseball. But the fact that infielders have to have both of their cleats on the dirt, meaning they can't go back into the you know the outfield grass and the second baseman's kind of playing a rover position i think that's going to lead to a whole lot lot more offense if this is something that baseball sees as a plus would that come to triple a next do you think before they try it or at at the major league level do you like this rule and might we see this at triple a next year
2: you know i don't know what the plan of ascension would be uh you know they 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 assign the rule changes by level of what's you know the most radical changes are at the lower levels because those players have the least amount of experience doing it the old way. You know the base change was the least intrusive, so that was the AAA because you've got guys who have been in the big leagues and who are close and and you know have have more pattern to their development. So that was kind of the hierarchy of why they assign these. I do find it interesting. Uh, I heard a stat that Len Casper threw out on a game last year that I was watching. That over the last three years is shifting has become almost automatic, let alone prevalent. Mm-hmm. That left-handed batting average, composite left-handed batting average in Major League Baseball on ground balls is down thirty points. Jeez, so that's a you know. So what what we know a two fifty hitter to be, you know, is acceptable to good. Uh, that guy's now hitting two twenty, right. and the perception of that guy now changes. And if this changes, it should be called the Kyle Schwarber rule, um, <laughs> because you know what Schwarber. Uh, lost in his batting average and his credibility as a major league hitter is mm-hmm. directly related to the second baseman playing shallow right yep. uh, and taking all those hits away. So I, I think it's advantageous to the action of baseball. I think it's advantageous to uh, improving some of the uh, activity of baseball.
0: And Blair's uh, next contract.
2: Yeah, uh, and uh, I I've always felt with some of these rule changes as the game has become more specialized that you shouldn't be in the big leagues if you only do one thing really well. So if you only hit home runs, you know, maybe that's the most exception. But If you can only get a left-handed batter out, if you can only do one thing really well, I don't think that is worthy of being a 10-year major league veteran. I, I think you need to do lots of things well to be considered among the elite to play in the major league. So I like the face three batter rule for the relievers. I like finding some way to give you a, to reward the guys who pay attention without just completely undermining the activity of the game. You know, I don't hate shifting, but it doesn't need to be so exaggerated and so chart driven. I'm really tired of the stubbornness of the offense to not adjust. You know, a great hitter you would never be able to shift against Tony Gwynn. Um, and, and I think more hitters should aspire to be that way as opposed to, I don't care if there's seven guys on the right side of the infield, I'm going to try to hit it over all of your heads. Uh, take what they're giving you, a team game, um, and, and I think the game will become more interesting again uh, from that standpoint. So I, I'm interested to see how it works, what conclusions they draw, um, and I don't know if they would climb the ladder with these rules or just like it and have enough data and say, okay, we're doing it or, or not. Uh, that's the question. Uh, they didn't really give any indication.
3: Talk with Randy Wayhofer with the Iowa Cubs. Uh, Randy had a caller uh, call in just a moment ago and was asking before the game for a long time, it's been a part of minor league baseball, going down, getting an autograph mm, on a ball, yeah. on a bat, that kind of thing. Is that off the table? Is there still something that's going to be happening? What can you t- uh, tell us about before or even after games, uh, people looking for autographs?
2: I have not received the official document of player interaction with fans, um, but I'm working under the assumption that until we get beyond COVID procedures, it's mm-hmm. off the table. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating not being able to do ceremonial first pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping we can still let kids run the bases after the game on Sundays, after the players have gone into the clubhouse and, and, are, and are off the field. Um, but I don't know that yet. You know, we've we've talked through lots of ways that we can adapt um, our between-inning promotions uh, to be less field-intensive and take advantage of our video board capabilities and, and technology and, and still make it interesting and fun uh, in the meantime, but we certainly want to get back to that. But um, my anticipation is until the world gets some sort of all-clear, uh, Major League Baseball is not going to take chances of losing games based on autograph interaction, but that's temporary. Uh, I I don't think that that goes away forever, but that's just uh, something for COVID that we have to be mindful of, of, of the contact part of it. Uh, And then we'll try to be creative in other ways to uh, create new opportunities and experiences in the meantime.
3: Randy, a selfish, selfish question for me, Uh, two weeks away from the start of the high school baseball season. And you guys are scheduled to be at home the week of the state baseball tournament. Saw an article over in Cedar Rapids at the Gazette. Looks like that the state baseball tournament will not be played at Principal Park this year. What can you tell us on that front?
2: Yeah, we uh, you know we had open communication with the high school association all along. That through all of the different factors that we've already discussed uh, on the call, that uh, you know we, we didn't get our schedule until very late. Uh, and they chose that they needed to lock in their calendar. Uh, and uh, when our schedule did come out, we we're home uh, that, that week. Uh, we're gone the week before. Right. We explored the option of going there. Uh, we explored the option of, of doing less than the full tournament, but doing some. And after examining all the options, the high school association said that they needed to explore a different option for this year. Mm. Uh, we respect that. Uh, we've left the door open that when the 22 schedule comes up, uh, hopefully much sooner, uh, we can revisit the opportunity to, to return. Uh, but beyond them saying that uh, they needed to, to make another plan for this year and us respecting that, um, I don't know what their plans are beyond that, but we will not be hosting the high school tournament this year. But... Uh, that does not mean that it's not on the table for for future seasons and we look forward to revisiting that conversation with them as as we get beyond the uh the anomaly of, of of 21.
0: Uh Randy let's finish where we started just give you an opportunity uh group sales again. Uh so they're going to be in right field, right on the in the right field bleachers is that yeah. right? The right field deck. Yeah. Yep. The deck. Yeah, the
2: deck, Under right. the video board and yep. above the manual scoreboard there's the bleacher section and the deck that surrounds it. So for our our traditional picnic package will' be able to offer one group per game that opportunity. We'll only do group tickets while we're in a socially distant limited seating chart, we'll only do group tickets Sunday through Thursday, uh, Fridays and Saturdays with only 3,000 tickets available in the ballpark. Uh, we think that people will want to uh, you know come out as families and, and, uh, and, and attend those games so we're not going to offer group offerings. All of those things come back just as soon as we can get season tickets back, nice. season ticket holders back into their seats, and um, and so forth. Suites are are available. Uh, the Budweiser Club is available. The, uh, the Left Field Lounge is going to be the new Cub Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the restaurant is closed, but we will have a premium opportunity. Uh, Betfred Sports uh, Iowa has, uh, has bought the naming rights to the wow, Left Field Lounge, nice. and we will have uh, uh, a more upscale menu. Uh, then the Budweiser Club, uh, so you've kind of got sweet service with a Bud Club, Budweiser Club, four four people to a table kind of setting. It's gonna be really cool. We'll be announcing more details on that uh, really soon. Uh, and then just as soon as we can nail down the final seating count, in hopes that things are are, are might be able to find a little bit more. Uh, you know, we probably won't put tickets on sale beyond May initially, in hopes that
0: Makes sense. as
2: we go as we go along. We want to get the opportunity to put season ticket holders back in their seats and open things up. So we'll kind of do piecemeal along the way while we're in a, a limited seating capacity. Uh, and one other thing I want to mention to make sure we're getting the word out on that we're going to a, a completely cashless ballpark this year. Uh, but for those that don't have access to debit or credit or, or might forget or don't get word, uh, we will have two reverse ATM machines in the ballpark. So if you have a $20 bill in your pocket, you can go to that machine, put it in, and you will get a MasterCard (laughs) prepaid debit card spit out. And that's not only good at the ballpark, but anywhere MasterCard is taken. And there are no fees to the customer on that. So you don't lose any of your money. So uh, we are going to make it as easy as possible for kids that come to the game uh, as friends and and have some money in their pocket or people that don't have credit or debit will have the ability to exchange that seamlessly with no fee to you. At the ballpark. So that's really important. The cashless policy is really important, but equally as important in the transition is uh, we've thought of uh, the ways that that might uh, be a problem for some. We think we've come up really with a really good solution for that. So uh, we want to make sure that those two pieces always go side by side when we when we have a chance to, to talk with people. Uh, so thank you for the opportunity to explain that a little bit. No,
0: happy to, happy to give you that opportunity. We'll do it again before May the 4th. Baseball downtown Des Moines mm-hmm. now only weeks away. Sounds good. Randy Wehofer, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. And we'll talk prior to the uh, beginning of the season,
3: okay?
2: Look forward to it. Thanks, guys.
3: Thank you. Randy Wayhover from the Iowa Cubs. You're going to be baseball in downtown Des Moines, Trenton. I love that. I uh, mentioned the high school thing, which I think is a pretty big story, not it getting is. it here.
0: And the week before that, the Cubs are out of town. They couldn't adjust, huh? Yeah.
3: I know from the association side, they already went through a shortened season last year. Mm-hmm. They want to have a complete schedule. And, and mm-hmm. that's something that they have maintained. And there's great parks across the state. The problem is Field of Dreams. Oh, how incredible yeah, that would can't,
0: be! Yeah, you can't have it.
3: Well, they said no. Right. And, you know, major league baseball is not going to be played there until two weeks later. Right. And they still said no. Yep. Uh Cedar Rapids. I was surprised at the Colonel's Ballpark. Mm-hmm. They reached out there, said no.
0: So where where, where what's the likelihood? or when, I, who's the favorite right now?
3: I would say I think Carroll, who hosted one A and three A for a number of years. Yep. That will be a part of it. I don't think you're going to see all four classes in one single destination. Mm. I would anticipate you're going to see something in Central Iowa. Southeast Polk, great facility there. Johnston with an excellent. I think those would be two of the front runners in Central Iowa uh, to get some state tournament games. And they also have a place where you can have pretty good attendance. And spread out along with it. So those would be the two places I would look, but going to look different this year. And yeah. being a principal park, getting foul balls, knocking me out of my chair, won't be having it this year. Well, just for the kids to play in the AAA ballpark, yeah. so what a thrill that But would you know be. what? For, for us, we went to Marshalltown when we made State my sophomore yeah. year. And that, it was... A really nice ballpark too. Mm-hmm. That that was a big deal. Also, it's yeah, principal parks great, right? But there's lots of other great ballparks too. No, there
0: are, but it just seems like the AAA ballpark in downtown Des Moines and that backdrop. And uh, it'll be back, as Randy said. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, hopefully in 2022. You know what else is back? That's double your stimulus. Only happens four times a day and will only happen for a limited time. Uh, the Morning Rush has one in their 6 o'clock hour. Ours is in the 11. Uh, Murph and Andy will do it in the 2 o'clock hour. And then the Fanatics sometime in the 4 o'clock hour. Right now it's our turn to help you try and double your stimulus. That's right. You can win $1,400 right now by texting the keyword DOUBLE to 200200 right now. That's DOUBLE to 200-200. text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Alright, double to 200-200 NFL Draft Conversation. Matt Manassarian joins us next. We take you until noon. It's 1460 KXNO and one zero six KXNO. The tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top rated sportsbook app is putting new customers at the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Turning
3: $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. I can even do that math. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt for your shot at winning $100. All it takes? A $1 bet and that team winning their next game. Don't worry if college
0: basketball isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook has 100 to 1 odds on select fighters
3: for this weekend's UFC 260. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the victory That's code KXNO For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook Must be 21 or older Iowa only New customers only Restrictions apply See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details Gambling problem? Call one their families
0: All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Uh, 1135 Des Moines Sports Station, 1460KXNO as we take you until noon. Final guest of the day. Time to get into the NFL draft. Sports Info Solutions. If, uh, if 700 pages doesn't get you ready for the NFL draft, Trent, nothing will. 300-plus scouting reports on all these draft-eligible players. Watch Micah Parsons do his thing this morning at Penn State Media Day. What a freak athlete he is, but there's a lot like that. Uh, in fact, you don't get to the NFL unless, unless you can run. as a linebacker, 439-445, four, four, somewhere in that area. It's unbelievable. The athleticism on display. Matt Menissarian covers it. And will help us out as we make our way toward the NFL draft. Honestly, Matt, good to speak with you, uh, Trent and Ken. One of my favorite events on the sporting calendar. I'm a draft junkie; can't get enough of it. Uh, you do a tremendous amount of work over there in preparation for it. When the book comes out, is that uh, a sigh of relief that all that work, that all 700 pages, have come together, or what's it like when the when you finally see it for the first time?
1: Yeah, it's incredible. It is all the work that we've been doing since before the season even started. I mean, from the time that we finished last year, really, we're recalibrating our grading scales. We're upgrading our statistics to try to develop, you know, the, the most cutting edge stuff that we can and uh, to grind, obviously, throughout the season. And then the season ends, but it keeps going for us a little bit longer uh, until we can finally put the book to bed. But Uh, The end product is great because we get our our 300 players on our draft board, and the the draft board is exactly – our draft board is in the book there for you. So each position, you get them stacked from top to bottom, all of the analytics, all of the scouting, the the true film breakdowns. So – Yeah, huge sigh of relief, needless to say.
3: So uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts and some of the things that we're looking at coming up with the draft, what's the easiest way for people to get the book, get it in their hands uh, as we lead up here the next month into the draft?
1: Yeah, you can get it through our publisher, Acta Sports. So that's actasports.com. But also this year, it's available as a Kindle edition on Amazon. So in case you don't want the full 700 pages, if you're not old school like me (laughs) uh, and you'd rather just download it to your Kindle, your phone, uh, it's available there uh, via Amazon too. So just just search the SIS Football Rookie Handbook and you can find it wherever you get books.
3: You know, uh it's a great—we've had it in our hands the last couple of years. It's an incredible resource, and there's so many different ways you can go. You might be here in our state, a lot of Iowa and Iowa State fans, looking at the guys there or your team. And I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and I think my partner Ken over there, I think he likes to throw a little salt in the wounds, as I got pictures of Andy Dalton, uh, QB1, tweeted out yesterday from the Bears account. He keeps telling me we're going to get Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going to be the quarterback. So I want to start right there. Mac Jones, when you look at him with that incredible talent around him, what you see as an NFL quarterback?
1: That's funny because if they, if they went uh, Trubisky to Foles to Dalton to Mac Jones, it would almost just be like too perfect because never once did you have a, a player in there where you felt like you were really upgrading from Trubisky, mm-hmm. which is a, an indictment unto itself, uh, I guess. But um, that's, the, that's the question with Mac Jones. I think you really have to ask yourself if you're an NFL team. What is this player and is he an upgrade from what we have on our roster? And I think most teams, if they looked at Mac Jones, they're probably going to see him as more of a backup. And that's because what you find with him is limited athleticism. I know it's been, it's been talked about a lot, but it's a real problem in today's NFL. You look at somebody like Justin Herbert, who came into the league last year. A big part of the reason why I think he succeeded and outshone everybody's expectations of him is because his athleticism dictates to the defense that you can't play him. With two high safeties, you've got to bring guys down into the box to deal with him as a runner, and as a result of that, it limits what the defense can do on the back end, and therefore you get clearer reads and it's an easier position to play. So I think Mac Jones, when you look at projecting from Alabama, like you said, the ridiculous targets he's had, uh, just a, a crazy offense. Listen, all of the statistics, he pops off the chart. He had as good a season as anybody, um, you know, outside of of maybe the, the LSU season the year before that. But, I mean, the statistics are absolutely ridiculous. He has a 99 total points rating. Uh, that's like a 99 Madden rating for what he did last year at Alabama. The question, as you talk about going forward, is um, it's going to be such a different situation for him. He's not going to have all those clean pockets. He's not going to have the opportunity to just get the ball out of his hands and go forward with that. So, so really, at the end of the day, if you talk to people, whether they're analysts or whether they're film breakdown type guys, I think you have to agree about what Matt Jones is. He's very accurate. He's limited athletically and kind of is what he is developmentally. There's, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of a finished product as far as that stuff goes. So, uh, coming into the NFL, hard for me to say that he's an upgrade over most quarterbacks. But, uh, when he's going into a quarterback room with, with, you know, as esteemed as the Red Rocket and MVP Mitch, (laughs) then maybe he is an upgrade. Um, but for us, he's the fifth quarterback on our board and, um, He's he's got the same grade as Trey Lance, if that makes you feel better. But Trey Lance obviously being the exact opposite, where he's a complete boomer bust prospect, incredible athleticism. You could probably draft him as a running back if you wanted to. Uh, but he's got a lot of arm talent, too. Just uh, we haven't seen him put it together consistently. He was uh, playing at like 19 years old for uh, North Dakota State, uh, playing against nobody uh, when we saw him play in 2019. So it's very hard to project. Um, what the early part of his career is going to be like, but there is more upside at least.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems to be. Matt Manasarian is our guest, formerly scouted for the New Orleans Saints and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so I, I want to you know pick up on Trey Lance, but I want to make sure I don't forget to ask you this question: When, how do you think scouts? And I hope that they don't penal, teams penalize teams or players rather p- penalize players for opting out last year. Uh, if it comes down to two guys and one of them decided to buck up and play and try and get through it, the other guy, the other kid, opted out. Will that be held
1: against players? Do you think, Matt? I mean, if you're a stupid scout, sure. Yeah, A lot of stupid scouts out there and a lot of stupid decisions get made. I mean, we were just talking about Mitch Trubisky, who played one season of college football. There was no reason to, to expect that he was going to somehow like morph into much more than what he had been, which was, was a guy that couldn't win a starting job um, for, for most of his college career. So, uh, but, but teams have frequently drafted quarterbacks because they think they're tall and they don't, they don't want guys that are short. Um, And sure, in in scouting rooms, I heard things like that all the time when people would do the character uh, background stuff and it would just be based on um, uh, things that don't really matter and maybe things that are your personal opinion about you think players should play. But I don't see how that fits into an an actual evaluation. Mm -hmm. If you go into the school and you talk to the strength coaches and you talk to the academic people and you talk to the position coach and the head coach and they're all telling you that the guy doesn't work hard, that's a problem for me. Good. If, if you go in and they're and they're upset because he didn't he didn't show up for for the COVID season, right? Uh, that's not something I would take into account, but I can't guarantee that other people won't.
0: Gotcha, Matt Manassarian, Sports Info f- Solutions. You mentioned Trey Lance. Is he Josh Allen? Is that the comparison? Josh Allen was kind of that high risk uh, type of guy, and look what he's turned out to be for Buffalo. I can't believe Elway uh, just couldn't, wouldn't pull the trigger. I'm a disgruntled Broncos fan. I shouldn't be. We won three Super Bowl. We. <laughs> um, but is 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 Trey Lance Josh Allen?
1: Oof, that is a heck of a question. Um, I'm going to start off with the Josh Allen side of that question, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know how we could have predicted that Josh Allen would be Josh Allen. We hadn't seen evidence of quarterbacks learning to be accurate, and so what we saw from Josh Allen last year, um, listen, I think that people went overboard in the way that they criticized him pre-draft, especially people from, from the outside looking in, but I never expected that he would be somebody that would learn to be accurate. That's something I'd never seen before as a scout, and something that I was taught. Was not something that you should bet on with any player. So uh, when you look at that, um, I don't know how I don't know how to predict if anybody could be Josh Allen because I'm not really sure what to make of Josh Allen quite yet, uh, quite honestly. Now, in terms of is that what Trey Lance is? I watched uh, uh, my first two games of Trey Lance, and then I went to our scout who went back and actually watched every single North Dakota State game from 2019 and the one game from 2020 as well. Uh, and and our scout, Nathan Cooper, uh, I I walked up to him and I said, is this too Josh Allen? And he said, you know what? I'm not surprised you asked me that question, but I don't get any Josh Allen vibes at all when watching the film. So I, I was with you. I looked at him and I said, man, this guy can run. This guy has all kinds of athleticism, but we just have no idea. He's playing this low level of competition. I see him make three, four mistakes every game. You know, he was lucky to have, I think, no interceptions in all of 2019, But um, that was a lot of luck that that went into that, and it was a lot of poor competition that went into that. Um, So for me, I I, I started thinking all these same things, like, oh, gosh, how do we evaluate this guy? Is he going to be what we thought Josh Allen was going to be, or is he going to be what Josh Allen ended up becoming? And I went to Nathan Cooper, and he said, yeah, all of that's true, but when you actually watch the guy play, um, he's much more compact in what he does than Josh Allen. Um, When Josh Allen was playing – you saw inconsistency on his deep ball. When Trey Lance drops back there, now, he's got no pressure anywhere near him, but he's throwing a pretty deep ball that, that's, um, that, that's getting out there, spins it really well. Um, Nate was just upset with his release of the football. Um, but not as physically. You didn't see the physical just absolutely firing out of the cannon the way Josh Allen throws. Um, so uh, it's very hard to say. You know, long story short, to me, when you look at it on paper, there's a lot of the same things that you check off on the boxes and you say, he kind of sounds a lot like a Josh Allen prospect, but when you actually go and you, and you actually really start to study them further and further, um, it just ends up looking very different. So, same thing, I think. Deep deep, steep learning curve, uh, but uh, I have no idea, <laughs> long story short.
3: Well, North Dakota State, uh, they're having some quarterback problems right now as the spring FCS season is going on. Northern Iowa, they got some prospects themselves for the draft, but they're not off to a very good start. How many opt-outs do you think we're going to see at the FCS level, and how difficult is it going to be for a young man that might be on the fringes, say at of North Dakota State, and you're running up to the draft yet, you're also getting ready for the playoffs, how difficult that's going to be for these prospects that are playing their season right now?
1: You know, I don't know if it, it, it presents, I can't say, I don't know specifically how much of a difference it presents in their life, Certainly, they're thinking about a lot of things from a career perspective. But I think at the end of the day, all you can do as a player is is be the best player that you can be. So you want to keep performing and you want to let your agent worry about all the other stuff. And I don't know if that's so different than the way you should be approaching it, even if you're done with school. I mean, even if you're finished and you're in the draft process, there are a million things coming at you from all different angles. Um, And the best thing you can do is try to train your hardest so that you can perform really well on on that 40-yard dash and at your pro day and everything else like that kind of control the controllables. So uh, it's got to be incredibly difficult, but from the perspective of of an evaluator, uh, I don't don't think people are out there looking and and expecting them to to, uh, be doing job interviews at the same time that they're they're playing football games. But uh, I I could be wrong, and uh, it could be, you know... I can't imagine if 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 they're really having to balance the same level of that stuff. What it could be,
0: uh, Matt Manisarian is our guest. Matt, we'll get into the Hawks and the Clones uh, in in the in the weeks ahead when we have you on. We certainly are grateful uh, that you do this for Trent and I, Sports Info Solutions. But I do want to one Cyclone who just blazed uh, the forty the other day. Before we let you go, Kanai Noongo, look he. he Lost playing time. Brees Hall is the is, is RB1 there, and no one's going to take that gig from him. But at Pro Day, Nwango ran a 4-2-9, and he returned kicks at Iowa State. I mean, he's clearly a special team player. But as a former scout, when you see a 4-2-9 by a running back, that's got to get your attention, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm going back to the film. I'm going back to the film uh, right away because uh, he wasn't somebody that we that we had highly rated um, we did our initial evaluation on him. We had a scout look at him, uh, didn't think that he was uh, a highly rated scout, so not one of the guys that made it up the ladder, right, for cross-checks and then eventually to my desk, um, as a lot of the players that end up in, in sort of that top 100 range, top 150 range do. Um, this one didn't even make it to our cross-checkers level, our, our director level. So, um, but as soon as you see that four two nine. Certainly, you know if you've already if you were already onto the player you're probably a little bit disappointed i'm sure there are some scouts out there that thought they had a sleeper hmm. that they that they knew about, and not too many other people uh, were rating very highly. but um, from the other perspective, if you didn't have that player rated very highly, no you don't go back to your report and just start changing things, but you do turn that film back on, and from my level you know, I you assign, you assign more scouts to go take a look to just make sure that first guy wasn't missing something.
0: Matt Menacerian, in Sports Info Solutions. Matt, thank you uh, for uh, appearing here with us today. I uh, look forward to doing so in the weeks ahead. Sports Info Solutions. One more time, where can uh, the draft out there, uh, where can they find your stuff?
1: Yeah, check out the Football Rookie Handbook, the SIS Football Rookie Handbook. It's available wherever you get books. And for more sports info solutions, you can follow us on Twitter at sportsinfo underscore SIS. Thank you so much, guys. I'm looking forward to doing this again soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As are we. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Have a good week. Matt Manissarian joining us, former scout of the Saints and the Browns. So, 429 does get your attention. If you didn't have any boards, <laughs> yes. you go back. And you uh, and you look maybe what you missed. By the way, the Des Moines Buccaneers, as we talked about in the first hour, the first segment of the program, mm-hmm. uh, March 26th, 27th, and 28th, their games have been postponed. So games this weekend postponed. But that charity game, guns and hoses charity game, yep. the cops and the firemen, that is going to... Be played as central or as scheduled, rather, on Saturday. So that game stays on the schedule. But the Des Moines Buccaneers uh, lose a three pack at least for now. Games
3: and always a big deal there. You mentioned that Guns and Hoses charity game, one o'clock on Saturday. That when they drop the
0: puck, one o'clock. Good
3: stuff. We'll come back, finish it up.
0: There's nit tonight. No longer do you have to rely on that other three. I gotta stop. Yes, you do. Uh, It's 10 minutes before noon. Miller and Condon are with you on 1460 KXNO and 106 with Zero Res.
3: Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. And Global can help your business grow with custom Designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Call Craig at 515 282 3000. 282 3000, it's Global Direct Mail and Marketing.
0: Jerry Condon, Vision Financial Services. Tax day's been well extended till May the 15th, which opens up some appointments uh, with our friend Mike and Jerry Hammett. Vision Financial Services, they do Trent and My Taxes. You can find them at 1776 22nd Street in Des Moines. Vision Financial Services. Trent Condon. Mm hmm. Let's see if you can provide some financial <laughs> betting services. It has not gone well. Is that a bad week? And you—that's yeah. you, rare for you because you've had a really strong. College run. basketball
3: is my strong point every uh-huh. year. CBI Wouldn't basketball what this week, though. yeah. CBI and the women's game probably shouldn't be fired, but we'll fire so again tonight. I get a
0: text from my partner here. I don't know what time <laughs> it was, and I could just. The glee coming through my phone. DraftKings is putting
3: up lines for women's the women's Sweet 16. They had just had money lines of last couple of days, and there were lines up there then. Who do you like tonight? I like Western Kentucky. Getting a point against La Tech alike not a love. On gotcha. That
0: one. We have to have something, right? They're going to be singing the anthem. You're they going to will. be firing. Uh, Murph and Annie coming in here at one. The fanatics will be aboard at three tomorrow morning. Morning rush kicks things off at six. We're Miller and Condon weekdays ten to noon on 1460 and 106.3 FM.